Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from my downstairs um, in Dallas County, and I'm here with Jessica Vega. Uh, How was it, yeah. Jessica Vega? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. So, what are we doing today? <clears throat> so today is part two of the murder of Selena Quintanilla. Mm -hmm. all right so where we left off uh with the standoff saldivar was just arrested uh selena died in in the hospital so we're gonna talk about uh jessica here is gonna talk about the impact of the murder uh at large so tell me about it okay so when radio station K-E-D-A AM broke the news of Selena's death. Many people accused the staff of lying because the next day was April Fool's Day. In San Antonio, major Spanish language radio stations, including Tejano 107 KXDN, which is what my dad had playing on all day long for I don't know how many days that day and the following days. Mm. It's just like nonstop Selena music back-to-back back. right um, began monitoring developments radio stations in Texas began Selena's music non-stop and taking telephone calls of, from distressed fans all major US networks interrupted their regular programming to break the news the lead team on national television network and evening news programs in Corpus Christi had been um, had been the end of uh, 1994 to 95 major basketball strike baseball strike oh baseball strike excuse me within 30 minutes of this announcement selena's murder was the lead item on the television stations in south, south texas her death was front page news in new york times for two days and was featured prominently on bbc world news news of the singer's death reached japan where david byron byron burn is it burn yes <clears throat> David Byrne first heard of the shooting. Univision and Telemundo were among the first national news stations to arrive at the crime scene. Oh. Coverage of the singer's death and the murder trial had dominated American newscasts in 1995. Carlos Lopez of KMIQ 105.1 told the Corpus Christi Caller Times that the Hano music is dead for the at least today, and compared the reactions to Selena's death to the reactions of the Wall Street crash of 1929 and called March 31st, 1995, Black Friday. Whoosh. Yeah, I still remember that day. Every time March 31st comes around, I'm like, oh, this is the day. Okay. That passed already. Mm -hmm. It's about to roll around one more time. <laughs> Every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. The media response Selena received was unprecedented for a Latin artist. Hispanic writers expressed how the mainstream media typically ignores people from the border. From the border, in quotes, because she wasn't from the border. Well, Corpus Christi is pretty close. <clears throat> but Corpus Christi is pretty close. All right. So, newsstands were swarmed by people looking for items concerning Selena. A line for the edition of April 1st, 1995 of the Corpus Christi Caller Times formed the company added formed the company added um, 11,000 copies of their print run and later printed 20 more thousand 20,000 more copies to meet continued demand for the paper. Texas newspaper The Monitor sold out two issues in the days following the singer's death. A truly remarkable feat, said writer Daniel Cavazos. Mm. Hmm. He continued that the event of the newspaper issuing issue selling out happens once every two or three, two to three decades. A People magazine issue was released several days after her murder. Its publishers believed interest would soon wane. They released a commemorative issue within a week, and when it became apparent that the interest was growing, uh, the issue sold nearly a million copies, selling the entire first and second run within two weeks. It became a collector's item for the first time in the history of people. Betty Cortina, 
editor of People told Biography, it was unheard of for an issue to completely sell out. In the following months, the success of Selena issue led the company to release People in Espanol aimed to at the Latino market. This was followed by Newsweek in Espanol and Latina magazine. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that that was something that sparked these magazines to come out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. American actress Jennifer Lopez was cast to play Selena in the 1997 biopic about her life. This choice drew criticism because Lopez's ancestry is Puerto Rican rather than Mexican. After the film's release, fans changed their view on, on Lopez. After seeing her performance in the movie, Lopez became famous after the film's release. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like repeated itself, but yeah, I think she did an amazing job. I've never <laughs> seen it. What? <laughs> Where is it's it? It's on Netflix. It's on it's Netflix? Not, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Um... Or on Prime, I think. Let me but, look it up. Is it just yeah, called Selena? Yeah, it's really good. And I was one of those that was that was skeptic about Jennifer Lopez. A lot of the people they use in the movie were people from the, Mi Familia, and I love that movie. I love it. But I wasn't sure if she'd be able to pull it off, because to me, she really didn't look a whole lot like her. But she did have the body, especially, you know, the butt and the Oh, hips, come on, with you and their butt. Has. Yeah. Selena is butt and legs. That's that's her thing, you know. So yeah. My dad obsessed with her. Um, yeah, it's she in, had yeah. it, and she was really famous also. Um, before she got into acting, she was a dancer for I think was in Living Color, Jennifer Lopez. So she knew how to dance. So mm. she had that. So that as I think it played a big part into her doing really well. Um. Uh, it says uh, there's it's nowhere to be found. Maybe it's not free then, because I saw it was an option. Maybe it was just Prime. Um, you can rent it. Yeah. But it, you can't you can't stream it anywhere for free or with a subscription. Ooh. We oh, should start a petition. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, Selena's life and career were covered by a number of television programs, including The Oprah Winfrey Show, E! True Hollywood Story, VH1's Behind the Music, American Justice, Snapped, and Famous Crime Scene. Other networks, including MTV and Investigation Discovery, The Biography Channel, and A&E Network, have aired special programs about Selena. While Spanish-language networks regularly show documentaries to commemorate the anniversary of her death, these Spanish language documentaries often score record ratings for Spanish networks. A documentary titled Selena, A Star is Dimmed, one of the first about her was broadcast on Univision's, um, what is it, Primer Impacto? Yeah, that's right. On April 22nd, 1995. That was like was a month later. Mm, yeah, it was. It was watched by 2.09 million people and became the second most viewed Spanish language show in the history of American television at the time. Networks competed with each other to interview Saldivar about the shooting. When the news that Arayas, here we go again, Araras, Araras, I'm just going to say that, Araras, right, (laughs) was able to interview her, Univision was inundated, 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 yeah. Used the interview from major networks as far away as Germany. The interview on Primer Impacto was watched by 4.5 million viewers. It was the most watched program that night, according to the Nielsen ratings, and became one of the most watched Spanish language programs in American television history. Wow, that's interesting. A lot of lot of intense stuff following us up. Yeah, people are really interested to know what she had to say. Mm-hmm. So much that what was it three three uh, Hispanic American magazines were introduced oh, following this. 
Yeah. So, okay. The news of Selena's death deeply affected the Latino community. Many people traveled thousands of miles to visit Selena's house, boutiques, and crime scene. Hispanics throughout the United States reportedly mourned the singer, the singer as far away as Mex New York City and Los Angeles. By mid-afternoon, police were asked to form a detour as a line of automobiles began backing up traffic from the Quintanilla's house. On the street where Selena had lived, gang graffiti and cacti, cacti. Distinguished, distinguished the blue-collar community from other subdivisions across America. A chain-linked fence in front of Selena's house became a shrine that's festooned and mementos as fans from across America left messages to Selena and the Quintanilla family. Most car drivers in Corpus Christi and those driving cars on the Interstate 37 from Mexico turned their headlights on in her memory. Fans scribbled notes and messages and placed them on the door and footsteps of the room in which Selena had been shot. Soon after learning of Selena's death, people began speculating about the identity of her murderer. Some fans thought Emilio Nevada's wife had shot Selena. They believed she was jealous of Selena and Nevada's relationship. Johnny Bastias, Emilio's brother-in-law and manager, frantically called the radio stations in an attempt to squash the rumor. Among the celebrities who believed the rumor were record producer Manny Guerra, Pete Rodriguez, and American singer Ramon Hernandez. According to the anchorwoman Araras, Selena's death became the most important news story of the years for Latinos. Texas Monthly editor Pamela Koloff wrote that reactions to her death were equivalent to those following a politician's assassination. Reactions were compared to those that followed the deaths of John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and John F. Kennedy. Didn't Elvis Presley, like, die from a heart attack? Yeah, but I think they're just talking about, like, the reactions of fans mm. of their, to their deaths. I mean, Lennon I can understand because he was shot, too. Mm -hmm. And Kennedy was also shot. Yeah. Elvis was older and kind of, like, already headed in a bad way. He was addicted to prescription medication, yeah. Um, and then he had a heart attack as a result of that. Mm -hmm. So Selena had a cult-like following among the Latinos. After her death, she became a household name in the United States and a part of the American pop culture. She was more popular after her death than she was when she was alive. Selena became a cultural icon for Latinos and was seen as a woman who was proud of her roots who had achieved her dreams. According to Antonio Lopez of the Santa Fe New Mexican, the day Selena was killed is a bookmark in the time in the memories of many Latinos. According to Araras, women imitated her, men worshiped her. In the aftermath of Selena's murder, two linked deaths in California were reported. A dry queen planned to dress as Selena for her for performance. He was hit by a car and left to die. Actress Gloria de la Cruz auditioned for the role of Selena, and her body was later found in a dumpster in Los Angeles. Her killer had strangled her and set her body on fire. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> How are those linked to her, though? Like, well, well, it's linked because the drag queen was planning to dress as her. That doesn't. Still, doesn't really have anything to do with it. Well, not. It's not related to the murder, but it's related to yeah. Selena. Sort of. <laughs> it, she could have been dressed up as anything. <laughs> it just so happened that she was going to be dressed up as Selena. Mm-hmm. And the actress who, uh, De La Cruz, was auditioned for the role of Selena, but she got killed. Um, I, I see that as not related either. <laughs> it is related because she was auditioning to play her yeah, in a I know, movie. Yeah, I know, but... People are crazy. Maybe they just just was like a stalker or somebody that just she was wrong place, wrong time. Right. And just so happened to audition for the role. Mm hmm That's what I'm saying. Like to me it's not linked. They just made it linked because these people were just so happened to be doing things that were Selena related at the time. Yeah. That's what I call linked. 
it's related because of that. It's not linked. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's related. All right. Okay. So, moving on. Celebrities and politician reactions. Spanish singer Julio Iglesias interrupted his recording session in Miami for a moment of silence. Among the celebrities who contacted the Quintanilla family following the news were Gloria Stefan, Celia Cruz, Iglesias, and Madonna. I was really sad when, when she, she shut down her restaurants because I really liked her restaurants. Which one? Estefan. Yeah? Yeah. She had a, she had a chain of restaurants called Bongos, and oh, yeah? they were really good. Um, they, she had one in Disney Springs, and we would go there every time we would visit Disney World, mm-hmm. and my goodness, it was really good. Uh, but then she decided that she didn't want to do it anymore and shut it down. So now they, mm-hmm. they destroyed it in Disney Springs, and now they're making a new thing. So I'm, I was sad. Yeah, just thank you for a my loss. A restaurant is a lot of work. And if you have a lot of other stuff going on, like ugh, it can become a lot. It can just become like stressful. Right. Uh, she also had another one in American Airlines Arena where the Heat play, but <clears throat> where the Heat play basketball in Miami, uh, and she shut that one down too. Ugh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else happened? So concerts throughout Texas were canceled. La Mafia canceled their concert in Guatemala and flew back to Texas. Tejano single singer Ramiro Herrera and dozens of Tejano artists also canceled their concerts. Ben Benavides, radio personality and owner of Tejano Review, told Corpus Christi Caller Times that March 31st would be remembered as the worst day in Corpus Christi history. American singer-songwriter Rhett Lawrence published an advertisement in Billboard magazine April 22nd, 1995 issue. It said, Music I heard with you was more than music. You will be deeply missed. Other celebrities interviewed on radio stations, including Stephanie Riddle, um, I think it's Jamie, Jamie DeAndi, and of Los Chamacos, Elsa Garcia, and Shelly Lares, Lares expressed their thoughts of Selena's death. Talk show host Oprah Winfrey called Selena's life short but significant during a March 1997 episode of the Oprah Winfrey Show. The Amer- an American singer-songwriter, Mariah Carey, told MTV Selena's death was shocking to her because of the way it happened so abruptly in a young life. American singer Mark Anthony dedicated his album Todo a su tiempo which was released two months after Selena's death, to Selena. State Senator, state Senator Carlos Truan, a state representative, and state representative Solomon Ortiz reportedly mourned Selena's death. Didn't um, Mark Anthony, was, wasn't he married to Jennifer Lopez for a while? Yeah, they have twins together. Mm-hmm. But they divorced. They're not together together anymore. Right. Which is actually kind of funny because they also hosted like this America's Got Talent type thing for Latin America together after they were divorced. Um, So there's that. Yeah, well, just because they're divorced doesn't mean they can't be civil. They have kids. Mm -hmm. They did did music together and stuff like that. They still had a business. It's probably just business, business, and that's it. Okay. Um, American music industry executive Daniel Glass told Texas Monthly he believes Selena would have enjoyed a greater, enjoyed greater career success had it not been for her death. A few days after her death, President of the United States Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary sent a letter of condolence to Selena's husband Chris Pettis. Going back to that bongos thing, I'm still really sad about it. Okay. <laughs> I managed to get a, a t-shirt from there, though, so I still have that. So, what? Well, lucky you, I guess. Dang right. I never had bongos, so I don't know what the heck you're talking about. It's great. You don't know what you're missing. Well, too bad I can't even try it. <laughs> and I got my dad, like, one of those uh, <laughs> Guayavera shirts that they sell there, too. But... Guayavera? Yeah, so we have it in memory of of the restaurant. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I'm mourning the loss of my restaurant. Hmm. I'm kidding. All right, what happened next? So the president sent, um, they sent their letter of condolence to Selena's husband. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about, I just feel bad for him. Like everybody that knows the story or has read into the story, you just, you feel for him because although we weren't there, except for the people that were in it, know exactly how everything went down. Mm. But it just really, it just really seemed like, no matter what he did, it was never going to be enough. It, he was never going to be a good enough person because he was looked at as some rocker dude that was just bad news, and that's the only way that he, the father, at least, saw him. Mm. Not just a guy that just so happened to love rock music and just wanted to play music and be in a band and then make money while doing something you love. Hmm. It was never seen like that. At least that's, that's, that's the vibe that I get. So, and then like after this all happened, uh, I can't be a hundred percent. So I think what it was, was they had an agreement that he wouldn't make any money off of her at all. Like, but he would be able to get royalties from the music that they made together. Okay. So as long as he didn't go on and try to make things of her to get money from it, mm -hmm. only only they could do that, not him. And he, he, he said okay to that. So that's why he wasn't allowed to be a part of the Selena show. He wasn't allowed to make a movie from his book. Even the dad said I should have, he should have like ceased the book release because that was technically a violation of that contract because he was technically making profit off of uh, speaking of Selena when in fact it's his story it was mm. all his story and everything and where he how he felt his side of it it was so good I love that book do you think he kind of got the short end of the stick he really did and I, I feel for him and I think the family did try to keep him involved as much as they could and then something happened and money got involved and I don't know I know they were doing really good with the Como La Flor festival in um, Corpus like the very first year it was the band together again performing and I, I really wanted to go to that, but I didn't, wasn't able to go. Mm. And then he wasn't invited back for the second year around. Why weren't you invited back? No, him. I oh. don't know why. I thought, I thought you didn't get invited back because you just weren't good. I've never been invited. You just go. But, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know everything about it. I just know that it just seems to suck really hard. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it just sucks. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, a few days later, Howard Stern bombed murder, burial, and mourners criticized her music. Stern said, This music does absolutely nothing for me. Alvin and the Chickamauks have more soul. Spanish people have the worst taste in music. They have no depth. He then played Selena's songs with gunshot noises in the background. Stern's comments and actions outraged and infuriated the Latino community in Texas. What do you think After of it? After an arrest warrant for disorderly conduct was issued for him, Stern made an honor statement in Spanish, saying his comments were not made to cause more anguish to her family, friends, and those who loved her. Well, then what the fuck were they for? I mean, <laughs> Jesus. What do you think about his comments? I think that's very... It's ignorant. Ignorant. Like, how do you say something about somebody that has died <clears throat> like i think people get tired of seeing stuff over and over and over especially if they don't know what it's about um and i think maybe that's what it was like he probably started seeing her everywhere and seeing her pictures everywhere and it's just like oh what the hell is this and just get tired of looking at it and just so happened to stumble upon her music because he wanted to see what the hype was about and was just like are you fucking serious like this is the way i played in my head somebody saying stuff like this i mean no what it's, do you it, 
that's yeah. ugly. Like, how do you say stuff like that? And like people and and people in his type of work, like, what do they say? No business is bad business. So this would have gotten him publicity, bad publicity, but publicity. No, people, the the phrase is "there's no such thing as bad publicity." Yeah. See, so um, I mean, look now he's he's here. We're talking about him. I don't think that rings true super much, though. At least I not mean, in this day and age. I don't like it either. I think right now, especially, we have that cancel culture. The people will cancel you for saying the wrong thing. Well, sometimes and it if, goes a little bit too far. If, yes. Yeah, and if this would have happened now, yeah, people would have gone crazy. Burned his freaking building down. Freaking... Uh, I don't know. People are crazy nowadays. They're crazy then, but people are crazier now. They right. don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Right. It would have been canceled like right away. What do you think? Yeah, because social media was not around at this time. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, like I guarantee you, they, they would have. Try to like Google a, a video of it because internet was barely a thing at the time too. Right, and, like, I guarantee you if this happened, like, in today, they would have made sure Stern never worked in Hollywood ever again. Fired. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do to uh, Bill Maher after Stan Lee died. And he was like, what did he do? He just made comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Go home, sit down. Yeah. So what do you think about him playing her music with gunshot in the background for a day, a couple days after she was murdered? That's fucked up. But at, honestly, like, he didn't understand the, the, uh, how big she really was. A lot of people outside of Texas aren't really familiar with her or aware of her now i guess maybe now they are more because you see her shirts in regular stores like melrose or her shirts are everywhere i got my i got my selena shirt from spencer's i got one from there too and i got one from um i got was it melrose yeah i think it was melrose but yeah they're they're everywhere so okay so what happened next So he got an arrest warrant for disorderly conduct. Um, The League of the United Latin American Citizens found Stern's apology unacceptable and urged a boycott of his his show. Texas retailers removed products related to Stern. Sears and McDonald's sent a letter expressing their disapproval of Stern's comments to the media because fans believed they sponsored his show. Within a week, on NBC's The Tonight Show, Jay Leno, Stern and his co-host Robin Quavers were asked if Stern's remarks about Selena were acceptable. And was it Quavers or Quivers? Quivers decided not to talk about the situation to avoid arguing with Stern. When the Ronstadt pop singer of Mexican-American heritage appeared on the show, she and Quivers argued when Ronstadt defended Selena. Why would she argue with her about that? I don't know. It's dumb. So, other reactions? On April 12, 1995, two weeks after Selena's death, Texas Governor George W. Bush declared her birthday Selena Day in Texas, which is ironic because she was Jehovah's Witness, so she didn't celebrate her birthday. I, I declare today is Selena Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bush said Selena resent, represented the essence of South Texas culture. She represented On- the essence of South Texas culture. That's Bill Clinton. Yeah, wrong dude. Hmm. On Selena Day, approximately a thousand fans gathered at her grave and began singing traditional Mexican folk songs. Police were brought into ca- into crowd uh, control the crowd. On the same day, a crowd of three thousand attended an organized mass of resurrection for Selena at Johnny Land Concert Park. 
In April and May that year, some European Americans in Texas wrote to the editor of the Brazil Sport Facts, questioning the issue, questioning the fuss over her death. Some were offended because Selena Day coincided with Easter Sunday. Others said Easter is more important than Selena Day and believed people should let Selena rest in peace and get on with their lives. People still say that today. Mm. Mexican-Americans living in Texas also wrote to the newspaper. Some agreed that others were too critical of Selena Day, stating that they did not need to celebrate the day and should not have responded to its announcement so rudely. This was also seen by Corpus Christi Caller Times, which said it had printed several of the negative comments left by people and that many comments were unprintable. Latino filmmaker Lourdes Portillo said she did not know who Selena was when she heard about the shooting. The Monitor received negative backlash from some readers who felt it was enough of having Selena featured on the front page of their newspaper. A, re- a reader called had called the Monitor and expressed the intelligent people that intelligent people have no interest in Selena. In response, an editor said, "I hope not. That would make." for a lot of idiots in South Texas. Oh, dab, dab, dab. What do you say to that? I don't know. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? I mean, but I get it. Like, at first, it they put everything out because people are upset and sad. But after a while, it's like, okay, yeah, we're sad, but that's it. Like, you can put something else in the papers now. We don't want to keep seeing it. Mm. Mm. All right, it's so what happened? Like trying to make their money, right? Mm. <clears throat> when the news of Selena's death broke, oh, wait, I already, did I already read that? No, it's just a different one. Okay. Some Americans asked, who she was and said she was not that important. So that's what I'm saying. Like, even to this day, some people don't know who she is. Mm. <clears throat> Author and Texas Monthly Magazine contributor Joe Nick Petoski said Angelo Americans. Anglo. It's Anglo Americans. Okay, Angelo, shut up. Anglo Americans and Mexican Americans were divided. Anglo Americans, what is that? Like, white no that's just white people just white people that yeah. are mexicans no just white people who are white oh white americans oh because they can't say that yeah it's not politically <laughs> correct anglo-americans i i don't know why i haven't like heard that term in such a long time i was like anglo what? i know that means white but like who says that <laughs> Just like Americans, but anyways. Anglo-Americans and Mexican-Americans were divided in their reactions to Selena's death. Petoski said that Anglo-Americans didn't understand what all the fuss was about. They wouldn't. Okay, that wasn't right. Take it back. Do you take it back? (laughs) We're going to cancel you. Watch out, we're going to cancel you. I don't know what to say. Hashtag Jessica is over party. bucket them all i mean because they just because some don't understand it and some don't like it doesn't mean others do whatever or others don't you know what i mean Mm. this was echoed in the corpus christi caller times where they focused where they found racial divisions in the reactions to selena's death educators who had observed the reactions said the emergence of an icon in a minority culture can be both bewildering and threatening to Anglos. Anglos. You can't get past that PC version of white yeah. people. <laughs> yes. Militant Rothschild said some Americans often do not understand the cultural models of groups who have felt discriminated against. Following Selena's death, Cultural confrontations were reported. Some vocally opposed any memorials to the singer, feeling they would be costed to taxpayers. 
Others complained to newspapers about the media interest in Selena's death. Many media outlets received negative comments from people around the country. Some were baffled that the Rossler massacre, which occurred around the same time of Selena's death, did not generate the same amount of media exposure. Mayor Mary Rhodes said many of the people complaining about the media exposure exposure Selena was receiving had never heard of her. <laughs> not my problem. Okay. Ramiro Burr of the San Antonio Express News confirmed that the reactions given from non-Hispanics were due to a language barrier. So, like, okay, my household... My parents, the only time they talked Spanish was when they didn't want us to know what they were saying and when they were arguing. Okay. So they never taught us Spanish. But I loved her music, and I didn't know what the heck she was saying. Mm. And you can catch me singing her songs any day of the week, and I still don't really know what she's saying. Okay. <laughs> I was singing all the Spanish songs and all the Spanish lyrics. Like, I know them word for word, but I don't have any idea what the fuck I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so i don't know well fun fact though language barrier like <laughs> doesn't mean you can't groove with the beat man okay fun fact one of my mm. friends did audition for the role of selena mm. and she asked me to write to film the self-tape for her yes 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 how did that go well she didn't get the part obviously obviously but, but like how did that whole experience go Filming you know. filming a self tape in in her house it was pretty normal. <laughs> work, which she sent it in. Did she get like a letter saying, "Hey, cool, we liked your work, but not now, not today." I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but she did tell me that that JC followed her on Instagram. JC. Oh, whatever his name is. AB. JB, yeah. AB, her brother. Yeah. Selena's brother. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> DC, wrong letters, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry. It rhymed, kind of. <laughs> sorry, AB. Okay. Um, I lost my spot. I lost my spot. Okay. Dolph Tillotson. 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 A columnist, a columnist in the Galveston Daily News was mystified about his newspaper's coverage on Selena's death, whom he had never heard of. Tillotson was baffled that the singer was important to Hispanics and relatively unknown to most Americans. He wrote how he was pleased of the newspaper's Hispanic staff who cultured him on the singer. That's cool. Mm. In 1997, bio... The, in the 1997 biopic of Selena, a store manager asked Latinos running towards the singer for an autograph, Who's Selena? Americans felt the scene was irrelevant and over-dramatized. One Selena fan said the event depicted the scene happens all the time. Two Latinos and their friends, and that they feel the community has been ignored. Lauren Miller said, Selena has opened my eyes and that Miller had become more American. Another fan said, nobody ever lets you forget you're Ameri- you're a Mexican-American in the U.S. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's what people experience. I want to try that Bush impression again. Okay. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Here we go. What do you mean? Here we go. What are you talking about? Okay, go. Hey, it's me, George W. Bush. <laughs> I mean, I declare today, Shalina Day. Oh yeah, we're gonna catch Katrina. I promise. You. <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna catch her. We're gonna catch her. <laughs> anyway, okay. I don't yeah. know. I might not include that last bit. Throw you a shoe, see if you duck it. Where is the other shoe? Did you look that up? Did you look up that clip where where the reporter threw the shoe at him? Yeah, man. That was a real quick dodge. (laughs) That's pretty good. And then he took off his other shoe and threw that at him. (laughs) 
Okay, so... Were you surprised that Trump didn't get his shoe thrown at him? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get a whole lot of shit thrown at him. Okay, anyway, okay, what happened? What did the music industry say? Yeah, so at the time of Selena's death, 52% of all Latin music sales were generated by regional Mexican music. Most of this was Tejano, which had become one of the most popular Latin music genres. Selena's music led the genre's 1990s revival and made it and made it marketable for the first time. Many media outlets described her as the queen of Tejano music. Major record companies included including EMI Records, SBK Records, Warner Music Group, and CBS Records and Sony Music began singing Tejano artists to come to compete in the Latin music market. Began signing. They signed more Latino artists after, I guess. Following Selena's death, the Tejano music market suffered and its popularity waned. Radio stations in the United States that played Tejano music switched to regional music. And by 1997, KQQK was the only radio station playing nonstop Tejano music. By the mid 200s, by the mid 2000s, Radio stations in the United States no longer played Tejano music. Large auditoria stopped hosting Tejano artists by 2007, and major record companies abandoned their Tejano artists after 1995. Selena remains the best-selling Tejano artist of all time and, continu- and continues to outsell living Tejano artists. She remains the only Tejano musician whose recordings continue to chart on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. After her death, Tejano music was replaced with Latin pop as the most popular Latin music genre in the United States. Wow. So basically, after her death, Tejano music slowly died right after that. Mm, it really was the death of Tejano music. Right? That's what it's basically saying. So within hours of Selena's murder, record stores sold out of her albums, EMI Latin began pressing several million CDs and cassettes to meet expected demand. Gloria Ballesteros, a sales representative of Southwestern Wholesalers in San Antonio, told Billboard their inventory of 5,000 copies of Selena albums was sold out by the afternoon of her death. Record stores ordering more copies of her recording recordings were told by her EMI Latin, uh, representatives that they would not be able to restock for a few days. EMI Latin shipped 500,000 units of Selena's recordings to the stores in two weeks following her death. Her songs, Fotos y Recuerdos, was number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot Latin Tracks chart for the day she was killed. It peaked at number one on April 15, 1995. Selena's singles, No, no Me Quete Mas, Bidi Bidi Bam Bam, and Como La Flor, and Amor Por Vido, re-entered the hot Latin tracks and the regional Mexican airplay chart in the issue of Billboard magazine dated April 15, 1995. Selena's 1994 Amor Por Vido re-entered the Billboard 200 charts at number 92, representing a 520% increase in sales. 12,040 units sold the week Selena was murdered. The following week, the album rose to number 32, and 28,238 units were sold, representing a 135% increase. Amor Por Vido, which was positioned at number four on March 31st, peaked at number one on the top Latin album charts, in the issue dated April 15, 1995. Three albums, Entre a Mi Mundo, Live, and 12 Super ex- ex- Exitos, re-entered the top Latin charts, while Selena's albums took chart positions one to four on the regional Mexican-American, Mexican albums, regional Mexican albums chart that same week. Her album sparked a buying frenzy for Latin music in Japan, Germany, and China. 
Dreaming of You, the crossover album Selena was working on at the time of her death, was released in July of 1995. On the day of its release, 175,000 copies were sold in the U.S., a record for a female vocalist, and 331,000 copies sold in its first week. Selena became the third female artist after Janet Jackson and Mariah Carey to sell over 300,000 units in one week. It debuted, it debuted at number one on it's the debuted. Billboard 200 chart. It debuted. Debuted. <laughs> Becoming the first album by a, Latin, a Latino artist to do so. Dreaming of You was the first post- humorous album by a solo artist to debut at number one the recording was among the top 10 best-selling albums for a musician and was the best-selling debut by a female act dreaming of you joined five of selena's studio albums on the billboard 200 charts simultaneously making her the first female artist in billboard history to accomplish this feat the Recording Industry Association of America, RIAA, certified it 59 times platinums for sales and three of 3.54 million album equivalent units in the U.S. As of October 2017, it has sold over 2.942 million copies in the United States, becoming the best-selling Latin album of all time in the country, according to Nielsen SoundScan. As of 2015, the recording has sold 5 million copies worldwide. Five of Selena's albums generated 4 million in sales within five years. Selena was inducted into the Billboard Latin Music Hall of Fame and the Hard Rock Cafe Hall of Fame in 1995, the South Texas Music Hall of Fame, and Tejano Music Hall of Fame in 2001. In December 1999, she was named the top Latin artist of the 90s and best-selling Latin artist of the decade by Billboard for her 14 top 10 singles, including seven number one hits in the top 10, was it top Latin songs chart. Mm -hmm. And we just got word like last week that the the Music Academy is going to be awarding selena uh an honorary grammy for a lifetime achievement mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. all right so, yes uh, right, like this what do you think about this impact that's murder had on on the music community and all this other stuff you know i think she would have been big i think she would have still been big on her own because what she was doing was kind of unheard of at the time she was she was trying to come into crossing over into doing English music mm-hmm. with some Spanish, but mostly English. And then eventually she wanted to do all English, but still stick to her Spanish roots. Um, and the music was really good. I think she would have been really, really big, but you know, things went the way they went and it's possible that she would have been as big as she is now, but it just got, it just happened faster. Mm-hmm it just happened faster you ever heard of that expression that you're worth more dead than alive yeah i have heard that yeah that's what happened with michael jackson too remember that whole thing yeah well i have mixed emotion i have mixed feelings on that dude (laughs) yeah let's not talk about that because we did say we weren't gonna do that type of stuff so okay, so um, we are kind of running low a bit on time. So I'm gonna, and also my my laptop's about like at twenty seven percent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip tri- uh, the funeral and the tributes, and we're gonna go straight to what we what we really want to know, which is the trial. Okay. So we want to know: Did Saldivar get ju- get get brought to justice? So let's see what happened. So, <clears throat> within 20 minutes of Saldivar's mur- surrender, she was taken to the downtown police station in Corpus Christi and placed in an interrogation room with investigators Paul and Ray Rivera. 
Paul Rivera, who had uh, investigated homicide since 1978, and Ford Saldivar of her right to an attorney, which she waived. When police investigators surrounded Saldivar's truck, uh, she had cried out, I can't believe I killed my best friend. Within hours, she was saying the shooting was accidental. Saldivar's bail bond was initially set at $100,000, but District Attorney Carlos Valdez persuaded the presiding judge to raise it to 500000 So more. when... Huh? <laughs> more. We need more. Yeah. When bail was announced, fans asked why the death penalty had not been sought. The, the, the Nueces County Jail was uh, diluged with death threats, and there were public calls for vigilante justice. Some some gang members in Texas were reported to have taken up collections to raise the bond for Saldivar so they can kill her when she was released. Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> What's so funny? Why didn't they? Jeez, man. <laughs> in prison, she faced more death, th- death threats from inmates. The Mexican Mafia, a dominant gang in the Texas penal system, reportedly placed a price on her head and had spread the word that anyone who committed the crime would be a hero. So Saldivar's crime was punishable up to 99 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. That's it? Yeah, well, I think she has bigger problems. Saldivar has kept at Nueces County Jail under a suicide watch before her trial. The state had difficulty arranging defense counsel for Saldivar. A spokesperson said that any lawyer defending Saldivar would f- could face death threats. She was assigned a public defender named Douglas Tinker. Tinker's wife feared that they would suffer from community retribution and asked him not to take the case. Tinker chose Arnold Garcia, a former district prosecutor, as his legal counsel. Valdez who lived a few blocks away from the Quintanilla family, chose Mark Skirka and is his legal counsel. Judge Mike Westergren presided over the case, which was moved to the Harris County Courthouse in Houston to ensure an impartial jury. According to the Chicago Tribune, the Selena murder trial's publicity rivaled that of the O.J. Simpson proceedings. Westergren ordered that the trial could would not be televised or taped and limited the number of reporters in the courtroom to avoid a repeat of the Simpsons Circus. The Chicago Tribune reported the division of interest in the trial between Latinos and white Americans. Donna Dickerson, a white American ma- magazine publisher, told the Chicago Tribune she had no interest in the trial because of Selena's Latino background. Okay. and said Mexican-Americans had not shown the same enthusiasm when Ev- Elvis Presley was found dead. So, yeah. <laughs> Take that. So, what? How would you know that? Like, are you here with us? Like, are you seeing us more? Or, I mean, like, how do you, how do you gauge that? <laughs> oh well, you you did you didn't cry when when cry. when Elvis died in we the seventies. Like, how do you know I didn't cry? <laughs> uh, I just finished watching um, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," and one of the um, I think she one of the victims said that she didn't cry about it until she heard that that Elvis died. And it all just like came out. Yeah. 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 So, um, let me see. Yeah. So Selena murder was, was called the trial of the century and almost important trial to the Latino population. The trial generated interest in Europe, South America, Australia, and Japan. Salvador pleaded not guilty saying the shooting was accidental. Uh, in his opening statement, Valdez said he believes Saldivar deliberately killed Selena. Valdez also called it a senseless and cowardly act because Selena was shot in the back. Tinker said that the shooting was accidental and denied rumors Saldivar wanted to be romantically involved with Selena. On October 23, 1995, the jury deliberated for two hours before finding Saldivar guilty of murder. 
She received the maximum sentence of life in prison with no eligibility of parole for 30 years. The November... Yeah, no eligibility for parole and for 30 years. In on it's November... 30 years. Yeah. On November 22nd, 1995, she arrived at the Gatesville unit, now the Christina, uh, Christina Crane unit in Gatesville, Texas, for processing. As of 2018, Saldivar is serving her sentence in Gatesville at the Mountain View unit, which is operated by the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. She will be eligible for parole on March 30th, 2025 in five years as of the time of this recording because of multiple inter well it's about to be 2021 so four years almost um because of multiple internal death threats from incarcerated selena fans saldivar was placed in isolation and spends 23 hours a day alone in her in her nine by six feet cell good mm. in 2002 under a judge's order a gun used the gun used to kill Selena was destroyed and the pieces were thrown into the Corpus Christi Bay. Fans and historians disapproved of the decision to destroy the gun, saying the event was historical and the gun should have been in a museum. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe a replica, yeah. but not the actual gun. Thus ending the story of the murder of Selena. You know, I I understand why they did that though, because there's a lot of crazy people out there that would have probably made, tried to make a lot of money off of getting that. Their hands oh yeah, on that. oh yeah. So, what do you think about this whole story? What, do you think justice has been served? Um, sort of. I don't understand the plea of not guilty, even though she did it. She said it was, it was an accident. A, yeah, but still, like, no, it wasn't an accident. Especially, like, when we were talking about earlier, the uh, the other three times that she was trying to meet up with her in a hotel, and she had a gun mm-hmm. at and those times, too. So, this this was, yeah, she saw red, and she did it, so it it's more fitting for the snapped kind of thing. Like, I think that was, like, her last resort kind of thing she didn't want to not work for her anymore and that was the only thing she can think of doing even though it wasn't a clear mindset Mm -hmm. but still she did it she did it in the fact that she got 30 years to life (sighs) should have just been life it was 99 to life i believe no she's she's about to be up for parole yeah but they could still deny her parole. Yeah. Which I'm so, pretty sure the the Quintanilla family will have a couple things to say about that. So she got life in prison with no eligibility and no eligibility of parole for thirty for years. years. Shouldn't even have had eligibility eligibility at all. Mm-hmm. So now no. she's stuck in an isolated cell, which is definitely worse than being in general population. Because people go crazy in, in isolation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine just being in a, in, a, in, a, in a really small room, no windows or anything, and not being able to talk to anybody for ever, for months and months and months and years and years. She did it to herself, mm-hmm. man. Um, I'm curious about her, her house. Yolanda Saldivar's house, like the inside of her house. Like, <laughs> she had, like, like her whole house was like wallpaper, Selena. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> know. know? If, I don't think it's still I'm like that, though. That. You know what I mean? I don't. She was yeah. Yeah, we said it early in the last episode that her her uh, her her uh, room was filled with posters and stuff of Selena. Fucking shrine. Yeah, and then she said that she would play her play Selena video Selena's videos to entertain guests and stuff. Freak. Yeah, we said that in the last episode. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's yeah, she was a fucking bag of nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can be dangerous. They can drive you to kill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now this is a story about an obsessive fan that went way too far. Who got way too close 
and it ended up I mean, being I guess, Yeah, for sure. I guess eventually those magazines would have eventually come out, the Latin magazines. I mean, I'm sure there were ma- Latin magazines or uh, Mexican magazines out at the time, but not, as far as I know, not like people magazine status. So... Yeah, I think my dad has the Time magazine with Selena on the cover, like, right after she was murdered. Like, I think she, he still has it. I don't know if it's worth anything, though. Oh. that That's the that's the timer to let us know to wrap it up. So, yeah, that was, that was the murder of Selena. That was such a journey, am I right? Yeah, man, it still, it still hurts. It still hurts. Like, I mean, not, not as, not like it did on the day you found out, but you still feel like, damn, that sucks, yeah. you know? But what if someone's like, oh, why don't you just get over it, Jessica? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm Howard Stern. <laughs> man, he's nothing. He ain't nothing. Oh, snap. That's how he is. Like, he just likes to rile people up, you know, rile people's feathers up and get people mad, like, because he just doesn't care. And, you know, yeah. snap. You, are you going to challenge him to a boxing match? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that was the murder of Selena. I've been Nathaniel Dabla, blah, blah, blah. I've been Nathaniel Avila. And I've been Jessica Vega. And we're saying bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.